Nearly all cultures view children as innocent, naive, and inherently good. This was no doubt what Brian Bethel thought when he encountered two kids in a parking lot in Abilene, Texas back in 1996. That is, until, in his own words, my mind exploded in a vortex of all-consuming terror. Both boys stared at me with coal-black eyes, soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. Welcome to Unknowable, the podcast where we talk about all things mysterious, unusual, or unknowable. I'm Justine. And I'm Gray. Some weeks we break down one larger mystery between the two of us. Other weeks we break down two smaller mysteries on a theme and teach each other about them based on our own independent research. If you want to support the show, find us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a review, and become a patron on Patreon. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, we are not dead. No, we're not. We're back. <laughs> we're back. It's been a while. It has been a while. We did the three-part episode on Skinwalker Ranch. Which was intense. Really intense. Emotionally draining. Yeah, yes. A lot of research. Tons of research. And also wrought with um, potentially government-angering information. Yeah, so we had, to, we had to go into hiding. <laughs> we went into hiding. We appreciate that people reached out yes. to say that they thought that maybe we got taken out we're still here still here shit just got really busy yep and now we're back we're back we don't know how regularly we will be back at the exact moment right because i'm three days away from my due date yep so could go into labor during this episode we'll see i have had several people say how like funny that would be right which, like, on one hand, I'm like, that would be amazing if it happened. But now I'm like, you guys mentioned it, so now it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Because it, it already got... Every time something is going to happen and somebody's like, maybe we're going to labor, you don't. But if it does happen, we're going to keep that in the episode. We're going to keep it in the episode, yeah. Because it's probably not going to be that fast, so I'm just going to get through the episode. Power through the contractions. <laughs> power through. And then go to the hospital after. It'll be yeah. fine. So It's we'll, the life of a we'll podcaster. Exactly. So. All right. We are back with an episode about... Black-eyed children. Or black-eyed kids. Yes. B-E-Ks. Or black-eyed people. Yeah. But they're mostly kids. Mostly kids. Yeah. So this is kind of an interesting topic. A kind of contemporary legend. Yes. We'll say. Um, that is my dog. Moo cow. <laughs> That's moo cow. Boofing at who knows what. Maybe a black-eyed kid. Oh, jeez. Probably not because it's midday. Right. But you, you never, never know. know. Um, so, if you don't know, I don't know if black-eyed children are, like, super, super known. I had heard about them, like, peripherally. I had mm. known of, like, the idea of them, but I didn't know any of, like, the specifics. Yeah. And, I mean, as you know, we both are very well acquainted with the world of the paranormal, so it's, yeah. like, even the well-initiated might not know a huge amount about this topic. Exactly. Yeah, they, um, so they're some type of paranormal creatures. Yep. That resemble children. Yep. Usually it's said between the ages of 6 and 16. Yep. They, um, they're usually dressed in a strange and or anachronistic way where they're yep. almost like wearing clothes that are too old for the current time period or just like off in some way. 
Yeah. Unusual for their age. Right. Inappropriate for the weather. Yeah. Just something odd. Right. They, obviously their biggest characteristic, the one common characteristic is yes. all black eyes. Solid black. Including um, the, what's the white part of the eye called? Oh, the man. Sclera? Sure. That sounds right. I think that might be it. The white part of your eye. Yeah. So not just the colored part. Like, we're talking the entire eye is black. It's just solid black. Like, if you're wearing those black contacts. Yes. But also, like, the eyes will change during the interaction. Mm. Like, when you first start interacting with these children, they'll have regular eyes. And there's some moment in the interaction where their eyes all of a sudden don't just, like, turn black. But you'll just all of a sudden notice that they are all black. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Oh, absolutely. Really terrifying. terrifying. Sometimes people have said their skin has kind of, like, a bluish tint. Like, they kind of look dead. Yep. Um, there has been apparently some mention of them having like talons for feet or other demonic attributes. Look at that. Yeah. Which that is not a common thing, but that has been said. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. No. If I saw something with talons. No. Um. And then, yeah, the odd clothes. And they're almost always asking for something. They're trying to get into your house or your car or some private space in close quarters with you. And they're, they're asking you and it's like heavily implied that they can't get into your space unless you invite them in. Yep. Much like vampires. Much like vampires. Yeah. They definitely, yeah, they show up at your door. They might be panhandling, hitchhiking. They need a ride to their parents. Mm-hmm. They definitely use the kind of helplessness yep. to their advantage of like, oh, I mean, they're kids. Right. You're more likely to say sure to some kid or they need to use the telephone, yep. which that might be kind of outdated at this point. Right. But there's even a story where they asked for a telephone and the person tried to give them like their cell phone mm. and they said, no, no, no. Like we need like, like the landline. We need to come inside. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That wouldn't work very much nowadays. No. I think and grandma and grandpa still have a landline. <laughs> wow. They might be one of the only ones. They would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah grandparents and it's probably about it. Just yeah. grandparents. Businesses. Yeah, sure. Businesses. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. There's always a sense of, like, deep existential dread mm. that the normal person in the interaction has, like, yep. unconnected to any situation. And I feel like the, the sense of dread comes before they notice that they have black eyes, too. Yes. So it's not even, like, there's an antecedent to the dread. It's just sort of, like, all of a sudden this, like, existential dread, like, washes over you while yep. you're having this normal interaction with the kid at first. And that's kind of, like, what colors the rest of the interaction. Right. Which is unusual because... Yeah, there's nothing in particular that would make you feel afraid. Again, if anything, with kids, you would think that you'd have less of a threat. Mm-hmm. Both from, like, their physical size. Kids typically aren't doing anything right. that's going to harm you. It's not some big, scary adult man coming to your car. It's, like, right. a 10-year-old. Right. So, normally, you would not feel scared by that. That's probably the point. Yeah. Like, what, what better, what better, like costume to put on if you're trying to get into someone's house and be invited into someone's house then yeah you know a young kid it reminds me of like the when we were talking about the skinwalkers mm-hmm. how like sometimes the skinwalkers will use like the sound of a crying baby oh, yeah. to lure people mm-hmm. because who's gonna hear that and not right. go scope it out exactly so like who's gonna have a kid be like oh my god i need a ride home or i need to yeah like i'm stuck out here in the cold i need to use your phone mm-hmm. though actually a lot of people do say no because yeah. of that feeling of dread right which whatever the black-eyed kids are doing it's not working too well right doesn't yeah, seem like they've weird. actually made it in to a lot of people's space yeah i couldn't find any like any situations where someone actually like let them in or like where 
I heard what happened after they got inside. Just that one Vermont story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. right. But everybody else, like, that's another common thing, is that people typically feel like they got away just in time. Right. They shut the door, they drove off mm-hmm. just before whatever was going to happen happened. Yeah. And so most people don't know what would have happened if I had let them in. Right. Like, we don't really know what these black-eyed kids are. Right. There's, um, there's a range of theories about who and or what they are, too. Yeah. Which we'll get into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's kind of this weird combination of, like, um, yeah, the kids give off this vibe that makes people feel afraid immediately. Right. They seem, like, very confident and kind of, like, eloquent beyond their years. Maybe they use kind of unusual language. Mm-hmm. But they also don't seem like they'll kind of avert their gaze or they seem shy at the same time. Right. Um, and, yeah, they, they always want something from you to get into your space. And people do feel, like, on top of feeling scared, they do feel compelled to do whatever the kids are asking. Right. Almost, like, against their better judgment. Yeah. Like, they're, everything in their body is telling them, like, do not do what these kids are saying. Do not let them in. Yeah. But then, like, some part in the back of their brain is, like... They're, they're, they're reaching for the door handle to open it, or they're, like, moving towards doing something even though everything is telling them not to. Exactly. It's almost like they're being compelled, like, psychologically to do it. Yeah. Or... Some kind of mind control. Yeah. Yeah. It's freaky. And unsurprisingly, they are thought to be harbingers of ill will. Yeah. And personal doom. Hence the feeling of deep existential dread. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that, that would be normal if you noticed that somebody had all black eyes to be like, shit. What is going on here? For just a kid to walk up to you and be like, hey, I need to use the phone to feel scared by that is not normal. Not normal. So supposedly stories of these black eyed children Mm -hmm. have been told. One of the things I read said as early as the 1980s, but then there's potentially stories from the seventies, from the fifties, from the 1500s of similar beings, maybe not Exactly. Right. Um, but a lot of people believe that it originated with this reporter, Brian Bethel. Yes. So. You heard a, a quote from him at, in, the, in the cold open to this yes. episode. A really intense quote. Really intense. <laughs> really terrifying quotes. Yes. Um, so I had heard about this. This was kind of my introduction into Black Eyed Children because I Same. forget. Really wish I could remember which podcast it was, because it was another podcast. Mm-hmm. Damn it. But they were telling the story, and I remember loving the story, because it was like, this dude, Texas reporter Brian Bethel, yep. in 1996, yep. had a, quote, ghost-related mailing list. <laughs> so, I, I was talking to my husband yesterday about mailing lists, and I was like, I guess they kind of still exist, but I don't think they're quite the same. Yeah. In the sense that, like, nowadays I think you're on a mailing list for, like... A, like a business or like a company mm-hmm. it's not so much like a person right sending you stories but like it sounded like this dude was literally like had his email like yeah. newspaper stories and yeah he had like stories and he was writing up stuff that he had like heard about or stories that he had heard and was emailing them off to like his you know list of like people subscribing to this which is so nerdy and cute right so adorable like wish i had been friends with brian bethel right in 1996 when he was, was he was nine. definitely like like an early adopter yeah. of this like this phenomenon. He was he was initiated into the paranormal community mm. first before he had this interaction. So I wonder yeah. if maybe he was more sensitive to the situation or he was he was more he was less likely to just shrug it off as like, oh that was weird, like whatever. Yeah. He was more willing to like kind of like interrogate 
what actually happened to him. Yeah, because exactly. Because he had this experience with the paranormal. Right. Yeah, because this was this is his personal experience. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he had an encounter in Abilene, Texas, where he was sitting in his parked car. Yep. Outside of a movie theater. He was writing a check to drop off for his internet provider. Wow. Which... So 1996. So, so that time frame. But, you know, he needed his internet service because he's got his sweet mailing list. Got to spread the word. Yeah. So, got to take care of that. Um, And then two boys, he said roughly, like, between the ages of 9 and 12, knocked on his window. Mm -hmm. And, like you mentioned, he said, quote, I was immediately gripped by an incomprehensible, soul-wracking fear. I had no idea why. Which... Dude's definitely a writer and a reporter. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, intense. Soul-wracking fear. Soul-wracking. I don't know that I've ever had soul-wracking fear. I don't think I have. But I've never encountered a black-eyed kid before. Right. So maybe... There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> so, again, this, like, literally nothing has happened up right. to this point. Like, he's not describing, oh, I was in the midst of writing a check and I was startled. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not soul-wracking fear. Right. You don't feel that just from, like... Somebody knocked on my window. And looking up and seeing two children. Yeah, two kids. Two, like, maybe 10, 11-year-old kids. Mm -hmm. So he cracked the window. The kids basically wanted to ride home to get money to go back to the theater to see Mortal Kombat. It's a great movie. (laughs) It's a great movie. I mean, it's not a great movie, but it's it's a great movie. It was at the time. It was. It it probably still is. It still is. If you've played Mortal Kombat, it's a great movie. Yeah. We were just talking about how much you played Mortal Kombat when you were... Super nerd about it. Yeah. Me and my friend Bruno. Yeah. Shout out to Bruno if you're Shout listening. Shout out to Bruno. It'd be amazing if Bruno was listening. Right. Somehow. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know where he is. Hit me up. Yeah. Bruno. <laughs> Bruno, come find us. So, Brian says, plausible enough, but all throughout this exchange, the irrational fear continued and grew. I had no reason to be frightened of these two boys, but I was terribly. Jeez. Like, again, d- them giving their explanation for why they knocked. hmm if anything, should make you less afraid. Right. It's like a plausible story. He's yeah. also had enough time, like, hearing this whole story where that sense of being startled and, like, the adrenaline rush of being startled would have worn off at this point. Exactly. So it's not like he should keep feeling the sense of dread from just that initial being startled. So there's something yeah. that's not coming from the verbal interaction that's really, like, deeply disturbing him. Exactly. And yeah, and he's saying his fear is growing why. as yeah. he's talking to them. So that's just it's weird. Yeah. And so he he's realizing the movie's already started, so he's trying to kind of like make an excuse of like we're not going to have time to get to your house and back like by the time we get back here the movie's going to be almost over. Right. Um, but they are insistent, which is another common thing. Mm-hmm. The kids aren't just asking once, like they usually are trying to push and push. And they get more and more agitated as they do. Yeah. They need you to say yes to whatever they're asking for. Because they can't, apparently, just force their way in. Right. Um, Says, Bethel broke his eye contact with them, and when he returned it, something had changed. And then, this is the quote from the cold open. Yep. Uh, My mind exploded in a vortex of all-consuming terror. Both boys stared at me with coal black eyes, soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. Jeez. It's pretty good. That's good. It's really good. I mean, like, it's not good. Like, that would be fucking terrible. (laughs) But really good writing. Really good writing, yeah. Brian Bethel, if you're out there. Props. Be cool if you were listening to this. Right. You should listen to this. And then you should come on our show. Come on our show and talk to us. Talk to us. Tell us if you still have the email list. Right. So oh, I want to be on it. I want to be on it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I bet he does. I bet he does. So Brian Bethel freaks out. 
kind of like puts the car in reverse and begins to roll out the window. And the one boy looked confused, but the other one is angry, banging on the window, yelling, we can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. Yeah. Which gives me chills reading it. Oh, yeah. Like, yet again. If, if I had been inclined to let them into my car at any point up until now, yeah. that's that's it. No, I'm not letting done. them in. Yeah, we can't come in unless you tell us it's okay, which oh. is, again, that very much similar to, like, vampire lore, mm-hmm. where a vampire can't just come into your house. Right. They have to be invited. These kids, for whatever reason, have to be told that they can come in. Right. So, yeah, he's pissed. Brian peels out, and he looks in the mirror, and they're gone. Right. And... As usual with stories like this, there's nowhere that they could have gone yeah. or hid. It wasn't enough time for them to run off. They were just gone. Just vanished. So, that seems to be potentially the origin story. Yeah. But... Of, like, the modern idea of black-eyed kids and that moniker, black-eyed kids, or yeah. B-E-Ks. That's sort of, like, the genesis of the the term on the internet. Exactly. That is still in use. There's still, a, there's like, a Reddit page for it and everything. Oh, yeah. You can go and find stories about this on the internet if you want to. Yeah, there's a whole subreddit about black-eyed kids, which I looked at, and it seems to be, the intention does seem to be that it is people genuinely talking about them. Mm -hmm. Sharing real stories, or asking questions, or posing theories, or whatever. Right. Um, You can also go on to the No Sleep subreddit, which you should, Mm -hmm. regardless. Oh, yeah. But No Sleep, you should know going into it, is fictional stories. Yes. So there are many, many stories on there about black-eyed kids, but those are not real. Right. But still very entertaining. Yes. I did find a whole article when I was researching this topic that said that those were stories that were real. Right. And it was just giving the stories themselves, but then it would link to where they were from. Mm -hmm. And I read, like, the first two, and I'm like, these can't be real. Right. And as soon as I clicked the first link to go to see where it came from, they Mm -hmm. were all coming from no sleep. And I'm like, this person writing this article either knows they're getting these fictional stories and is playing them off like they're real, or they don't understand what no sleep is. Right. Despite the fact that no sleep says, I'm pretty sure it says the word fictional in the description. But that aside, still a very entertaining subreddit. Oh, yeah. With some great writers on there. You will be scared shitless. Yes. A lot of those stories merge in my mind with other things. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what's real or not anymore. (laughs) It's just how my brain works. our lives. It's all just swirling around together. Um, So, yeah. But at the very least, this could just be the first time that phrase was used. Yeah. Not necessarily... The first time black-eyed kids have been spotted. Right. So. There's, there's other stories. There's a lot out there. Yeah. We're going to tell you some of those stories. Yeah. Because I think the stories kind of illustrate the, just like the oddness of it, mm. of these situations. Like, you know, each story is so unique. And, but there's like, there's aspects of it that are all in common that make it a black-eyed kid's encounter. Yeah. But each encounter is unique in and of itself to where I don't think that they're 100% made up. Like, I right. think that there's something going on here. And people are seeing something. I just don't know what that something is. Exactly. And that's what's intriguing about the Black Eyed Kids story, is that there's so many reports that, yeah, sure, like, I'm sure that there's, you know, people making shit up out there, but yeah, there's too many where I feel like they're 100% made up. Exactly. Yeah, and Brian Bethel himself, like, still insists that he was telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, he had, what was it? He had, like, gone on to some show. Dang it, where's my note about that? Don't even know. Oh, yeah. 
reality TV series Monsters and Mysteries in America. Hmm. He went on there in 2012, told his story, and then, oh, and then he wrote that follow-up article yeah. in the Abilene Reporter News, maintaining his belief that that really happened. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about this a million times, that there could be people wanting attention, mm-hmm. wanting whatever. Right. But it's just, it's like such a simple story, too, that it's like, why? Right. Even something like Bigfoot or a more known entity or cryptid that's like a more popular thing. Right. I could see maybe that that would have more of a draw, but like, this is just such a simple story where it's like, you could easily write off the black eyes as something else. You could easily just be like, dude, you just overreacted. Like, it's not that wild of a story that people are like, oh my God. Yeah. There's no like, there's no interaction other than just like, you know, a few words exchanged and like that we can't get in unless you let us get in. That's sort of like the most dramatic part of the story. But most of that story is just internal. It's him freaking out internally and feeling this, you know, soul-wracking fear. And yeah. that's that's the drama of the story. There's no, like... And then, like, they, their talons came out and they, like, attacked me or anything. There's, exactly. no, there's no drama that you would expect from a story that was being embellished. Right. It seems like he had a genuine, unsettling interaction. Maybe it was paranormal, maybe it wasn't. But I believe that he probably had this unsettling interaction with kids. Yeah. Maybe they were just two weird kids who he interacted with and there wasn't anything paranormal about that specific event. But, you know. He was terrified. Right. He was terrified. Enough to tell his story. Right. Several times. I don't think he's making it up. No, I don't think so. So, yeah, there are some, so there's an author, David Weatherly, who's like a paranormal enthusiast. He has a book titled The Black Eyed Children. Mm -hmm. And I guess researching for his book, he kind of tried to work in some stories that were from before that newsletter, and even predating the internet in general, so that we could kind of see, you know, are there stories that came before that supposed origin story that could Mm -hmm. back up the fact that these entities have existed before Brian Bethel told his story. Right. Um, Which is a good scientific way to approach this. Right. Because pretty much any entity, any weird paranormal thing that's out there, Mm -hmm. you can find some similar stories going way back in history. Oh, yeah. Of whether it's an illustration of something that resembles it or stories that are similar. Like Mothman and the exactly. the, the coal miners back yep. in the day. Like, yeah. There's always like an antecedent Bigfoot, in history. like everything. Oh, yeah. There's stories from way, way back. Um, so one of the stories he found was from France in 1974. This was, to me, a similar story, but not really. Like, they, so there were these two guys, Elaine and Patrick, just driving through a village. Classic France. Yeah. Just chilling, checking it out. They decide to turn around at some point, take a different route, and Patrick notices something odd near the last house on the street or whatever. There's five small figures in the courtyard. Three of them were just, like, chilling in the background in a group. Um, One was tracing its hands along the home, which I don't even know what that's about. Like, just walking, like, with his hand brushing against the wall? Yeah, the, like, little illustration that came up with this story, like, yeah, had a dude just kind of like, hands on the side of the house, but, like, looking at the guys in the car. That's weird. Which is really creepy. And then the last one just kind of stood closest to the car, facing the men. Um, so Elaine rolled down his window to get a better look. Quote, he reports that his blood ran cold when faced with the being. The appearance of the five characters was as strange as their behavior. They were all just over four feet tall. They were dressed alike with long garments that almost reached the ground. These garments were decorated with multicolored spots. 
The beings themselves had earthy yellow skin and long hair that fell down their backs and to their waist. Their noses were compressed inwards, and their eyes were described as enormous, solid black spheres the size of billiard balls. Huh. So, again, like, the one common thing is the black eyes. Yeah. And I guess they did, the one that was closest to the car kind of, like, tried to wave them over and, like, get closer to the car. Right. But Elaine was so scared that he screamed for Patrick to drive, and they got away. So, I mean, you could say that maybe they were, like, he was trying to get to the car to come in. I don't think there was any communication. Yeah. It wasn't clear if they were actually kids or they just weird, short, like, the Monsters or whatever? Yeah, the robes, the skin, like, it's all kind of different. Yeah. So, I thought that one was interesting, but, like, it's not quite... I don't know if I buy that as a black-eyed kid story, but... Yeah, that's that's something weird. Yeah, they saw something. (laughs) They saw something. They left out the part of that story where they were, like, they just dropped acid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly cruising like, to this village yeah they're just cruising there like even said that they were like enjoying the autumn weather or yep. something so my guess is elaine and patrick were more than friends maybe yeah oh there you go enjoying you know they were like out looking at the foliage okay. driving around in their car good for them it's mid 70s yeah so you know things Times are, are good i don't know what things were like in france at the time probably good i don't know i don't know maybe not i don't know but they were having they were having a good day until then yeah until they saw these like horrifying <laughs> yeah small beings and now their lives are ruined yeah um, so yeah, they got away. They came back a few hours later. No signs of these creatures. Eight months later, an investigator talked to locals. I don't really know. Why did it take eight months? Why did it take eight months? Why was there an invest? Like, who took them seriously enough to be like, we're going to check that out? Eight months later. Eight months later. <laughs> None of that really makes any sense to me. But supposedly this investigator talked to one of the locals who said that they saw those beings too, but they assumed that they were just kids hmm. playing. So it's, it, I guess it's also possible that they exaggerated the like, monstrous appearance of the kids. Yeah. Um, it, they could have just been regular kids with black eyes that gave them a really unsettling feeling. Yeah. But they had to embellish it to kind of make the story more dramatic to get the police to believe them. Right. You know? So maybe maybe it was just, like, you know, black-eyed kids, and they had to crank up the drama so that there would be an investigator eight months later. Right. It's possible. They were just hanging at some, like, black-eyed kids commune. Yeah. So... That was, you know, a similar but different story. Um, there's a story from the 50s of a boy named Harold, 16-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Don't know where he was living, but he was coming home from a friend's house. Saw a kid standing by the fence by his house. Thought it was unusual because it was like a really small town. He kind of knew everybody. He didn't recognize this kid. So he tried talking to him. The kid didn't respond. So <laughs> then he asked the kid if he's okay. And... The kid finally replies, I want to go to your house. Take me to your house. Oof. So Harold gets chilled down his spine. Yep. Which, that I could see. That's oh, yeah. an unusual thing to respond with. Yeah, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, take me to your house. Um, and then the boy looked up at him, eyes solid black. So now Harold's like, shit. <laughs> like, terrified, but felt like he was just stuck there. Yeah. As you would. He's about to run when the boy said, almost as if he was knowing now don't you run away from me you're gonna walk me to your house so then harold's like fuck this and he starts sprinting and he said that all he heard behind him was a screeching wail like that of a bobcat he doesn't know for sure that it came from the kid but he you know was like was he the kid so angry and upset that he was running away that he just started shrieking wow yeah that's horrifying Yeah. yeah i don't know what i would do 
And then Harold got back home and his dad, like, got the shotgun out. Yep. Went to look for the kid, couldn't find him. But I like that part Good of the Good for story. that dad. I appreciate that. <laughs> right? like, Just, like, ready. The kid didn't, like, even really do anything except, like, take me to your house. And, like, sh- like scream like, wail. <laughs> scream wail. Like, this but, kid like, could have just been really socially awkward, but the dad's, like, yeah. going to kill this kid. <laughs> I appreciate that that dad was just, like, accepted what his son said, yeah. like, at totally at face value and was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> he was just looking for an excuse to grab his shotgun. Yeah, he, like, had it by the door. He's like, yes. Which maybe is a testament to how terrified this kid was. Right. Like, maybe he was so freaked Mm -hmm. that, like, the parents didn't have a choice but to believe him. Because, like, how often can you imagine does your kid, like, just bust in the house, you know, like, white-faced terrified? Mm -hmm. So maybe he just, that was his instinct, was just like, I'm going to go kill whatever just did this to my kid. Right. But couldn't be found. Yeah. And so, again. Probably probably for the best. Probably for the best. (laughs) Classic story of somebody getting away. Mm -hmm. Which, again, people say just in time, but without really knowing what might happen. They just have such a strong feeling that mm-hmm. something bad's going to happen. Right. Which, I mean... It's almost like if they stay in the presence of whatever these black-eyed kids are for long enough, they'll be, like, under their spell or something, or there's going to yeah. be some sort of, like, mind control that's going to happen, or they're going to be, you know, unable to say no, basically. Right. Yeah, so they have to, like, break away in those early moments. Yeah. It's terrifying. Um, there's a story from 2009... Where a Marine, an unnamed U.S. Marine, um, based at Camp Lejeune mm-hmm. in awesome. North Carolina, he had an encounter near the barracks where he lived. Um, he said he was alone in his room one evening watching a movie, knock on the door. He expected it to be his roommate, maybe who had forgotten his key, so he opened up the door without even thinking. Um, two small children standing outside. He said, again, as soon as he saw them, stated that he was filled with dread and had an impulse to slam the door shut as fast as he could. And that was before he realized that both of the kids had jet black eyes. Jeez. What the hell? So he asked what they wanted, to which they responded, while staring straight at him, that it was cold outside, and they wanted to come inside and read. That is, like, that's weird. Yeah, that's that's not, like, like weird enough where you'd instantly think... So. Like, I don't know, like, that's almost normal enough. Yeah. But, like... Definitely not. It's you know what that reminds me of. Injured cold. Yes. Where they're just human and normal enough to, where you're like okay, mm. but then like not quite what a normal human interaction would be like. You right. know what I mean? Like it's 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 it's, it's almost a normal human interaction, but just weird enough that you're like, huh? Yeah. Like that's not right. Like think about even if like I mean as an adult, it's a little different. But if you did a social experiment where you knocked on like fifty doors. And all you said was just like, hey, can I come in and read? Yeah, he was like, what? How, like, just if you got on film, like, everybody's face mm-hmm. when you said that, like, it would all just be a mix of just like, what? Like, yeah. no? Right. Why? Right. And it's like, it's not like, hey, can I come in and like, I don't know, like. Take a bath. Yeah, take a bath. Yeah, like something like where it's like so weird and bizarre that it's like absurd. It's yeah. like almost normal enough where you're like, no? Yeah. Like, I don't have a good reason why not, but right. that's, no? That's, a, that's not a normal thing. Yeah, no. Interesting. No. So, he realized that nobody else was in sight, and they kind of, the kids kind of started to step towards the house, and so he gave in to the impulse and shut the door quickly. Again, like, uh, so they continued knocking for several minutes, in addition to a, quote, rattling from his window. And then the noises stopped and the kids were gone. So, he kind of asked around, I guess, the next morning, but nobody else said that they had seen or heard anything. This is on a military base. Yeah. This is a Marine. Marine. Again, unnamed, anonymous, understandable. 
but potentially, you know, Marines are both known to be brave and trained observers who mm. are able to quickly take in information and accurately, you know, remember and recite information about what they've seen. Yeah. So this wouldn't be, you know, in an unreliable witness. This would be one of the most reliable witnesses you could have. Exactly. So I found that story to be interesting. Yeah. And again, very, like, all the stories, as usual, are very, very simple. There's yeah. nothing dramatic that happens. Like, yeah. really, like you said with uh, Brian Bethel's story, mm-hmm. he's not describing anything crazy right. that's unbelievable at all. Right. Aside from the black eyes. Right. That's but, the only part of it that's, like, yeah. even paranormal. Yeah. Everything else, like, if you told that story, I mean, it's like, there are plenty of people that probably would hear that from him and be like... What okay. was so weird? Like, so you slammed the door in the face of two children. Yeah. Great. They wanted to come in and read, and yeah. you just said no. <laughs> Great. And, like, you know, he'd be like, yeah, they had black eyes. And they'd be like, did they really, though? Mm-hmm. Like, are right. you sure about that? So it's so easily questioned and so easily, like, written off as mm-hmm. nothing that it just doesn't even seem worth it to me to fake it. Right. Which you could say, I guess, on the other hand, that it's very easy to make up that story. Right. But if you're a good creative writer, you can make up a story about anything. Oh, yeah seeing literally anything right so it doesn't really matter so but it's just so simple that's and like why yeah. would he report this why would he ask around it doesn't make sense um so there's another story um from north carolina this woman what's her name carrie kisner she was on her way home from wake tech community college in raleigh she's 20 years old took a detour at the triangle town center mall Okay. Um, She visited the mall, was making her way back to her car in the parking lot. She noticed a strange, almost sick-looking boy talking with an older lady. Like, okay. She said the boy looked pale with dark rings around his eyes, and he appeared to have a rigid and unnatural posture. Huh. I don't know why that creeps me out. Yeah. Rigid and unnatural. So the old lady looks like she's searching in her purse for something to give to the boy, who Carrie Kisner estimated to be around 12. Um... And then, yes, she suddenly became more acutely aware that there were very few people around. Like, that was just said in the Marine story. Yeah. He all of a sudden realized there was nobody within sight. And she's all of a sudden like, oh, shit, there's nobody else near us. Right. It's like, I think that it, that's some kind of instinct type of thing kicking in. Yeah. Where, like, if you think something weird's about to happen, even yeah. if you don't know why you think it is, you kind of do start to look around and be like... Observe your surroundings. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like how... The human brain has the ability to, it has like gaze detection. You Mm. can tell when somebody's looking at you, even if you can't see them, you can detect that something's watching you. And it's like a, you know, it's part of our evolutionary response to like, you know, predators. It's like, you know, when something is observing you. And so I think it's sort of like one of those, one of those instincts that kicks in where you're all of a sudden on edge and you take in your surroundings and you're able to discern what's around you. Yeah. And it seems like it's totally, um, like subconscious like oh, it's yeah. not like you know like they're feeling this sense of dread but that sense of dread isn't like like in their like like it's not being generated by the situation that they're seeing it's coming right. from them in internally and then also this like sense of you know observation is coming from them internally as well it's yeah. not like they're observing something that makes puts them on edge exactly and it just it just kicks in yeah and it's happened to me a few times, like, being out running or whatever, like, at an odd time or mm-hmm. in a more isolated area, which I don't do very often, but, like, occasionally you do and something will happen. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, it doesn't need to be anything where you're rationally thinking right. through the steps of, like, this is what could happen. This is what I need to do. You just all of a sudden are like, okay, where could I go? Right. 
where can I hide? Is there any, like, houses around? Are there any other people? So she kind of seemed like she had that moment. Um, And the place seemed to take on an almost sinister feel. She kind of hurried up to get to her car, but as she passed the old lady and the boy, the young boy locked eyes with her, and then she noticed that his eyes are all black, of course. So she's getting away quick, but as she walks away, the boy, like, breaks away from the old lady and starts to follow her. Which is not cool. Um, and that was kind of where it ended. I don't really know what happened after that. Cause she just said that she had this feeling that the boy could like read her mind Ugh. and started following her. But I think it's implied that she got to her car and left and that was it. Yeah. So it's interesting that like, that's a story of seeing the black eyed kid engage with this older lady. Yeah. And then, you know, he noticed her gaze and noticed that she was watching him yeah. and his attention shifted from the older lady to her. Which makes you wonder like what. Right. Is, is the is the is that woman like an easier mark? Yeah. Is he able to just understand that she's like more scared in this situation than the older right. lady? Maybe like fear is part of it. Yeah. What yeah. If, is that what a if draw? they what if they feed on fear? Yeah. And so they're it's not that they're trying to get into your house. They're just trying to make you unnerved and scared. Which would kind of make sense if the people are like instantly feeling this dread, mm-hmm. seeing them. They're clearly not, like, undercover or whatever enough to, you know, usually when people say that they feel fear like that with paranormal things, it's because it's something unusual. Right. You see a creature that you don't recognize, Mm -hmm. or you see some huge monster-looking thing. Right. Naturally, you feel fear because it's unusual. Right. But seeing, feeling that fear, seeing a kid, is not so normal. Right. So, yeah, maybe there's some aspect of, I don't know. Yeah. Reminds me of Pennywise. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. Great. It too is coming out soon. Soon? I don't know when, but soon. I think it's coming out in September. Yeah. My friend Courtney, shout out to Courtney. Yeah. Who actually runs her own podcast. Nothing to do with paranormal, no. but it's called Marveling. About? About the Marvel Universe. Right. She runs it with her friend Tyler, our friend Tyler, my brother-in-law Tyler. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Um, but anyways, they talk about the Marvel Universe. Um. But Courtney, this is just a random shout out, because she just mentioned to me the other day that she thought it was an odd choice. She went to go see Spider-Man. Sure. Whatever the Spider-Man, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. I don't know. Spider-Man, whatever just came out and it's in theaters. Um, But I guess they had the It 2 trailer playing before it. She said that was an odd choice because apparently the trailer is very uh, gory. Dark dark and gory. Very dark. Yeah. And like a kid that was sitting behind her somewhere like cried. Nice. So, yeah. That's good. Started a whole conversation about clowns. Yeah. She was like, oh, I guess he didn't like clowns. And I was like, who who likes really, clowns who besides, yeah. like, serial killers? No. Right. And then she sent me a few photos of, like, grown-ass men who have big clown collections and makes you wonder. Oh, my God. Really makes you wonder. That is maybe, like, the worst. Like, like if you were to, like, go to somebody's house, the worst thing that they could have collected in their house... Clowns. ...is clown memorabilia. Yeah. Maybe second only to, like, human body parts in jars. Oh, Yeah. That yeah. might be worse, but, like, even then, maybe the clowns are worse. The clowns could be worse. Because the human body parts, like, they might not have killed those people. Right. They could just be, like, a doctor, like, an, an anatomy, yeah. you know, enthusiast. I'm really into, like, anatomy stuff. I'm not going to yeah. kill anybody. Right. It's fine. We went to a place in Vegas that had all kinds of stuff in jars. Right. You could buy human parts, animal parts, just keep them around. Wow. I, I wouldn't, no. personally. Not really my thing. Depends. Like, maybe animals. I've thought, about, I've thought about getting a, a human skull before. Yeah. But then again, like a human skull probably not yeah <laughs> i thought no about it. there's a lot of like bones kind of do freak like i love the aesthetic of them but they do freak me out a little bit to have yeah. 
And then even some things in jars, I'm kind of like, mm. Yeah, because all you need is to knock that jar over yeah, one day. I do not want that to break. No. Like no. that that like juice gets on your floor. Yeah. It's never coming out. I have like carpet in my apartment. Yeah. Oh, I'm just rough. gonna move. Yep. If that happens. Burn that place down. I'm gonna leave whatever that is on the floor. <laughs> and just move. Oh my God. Take my shit and just leave that as the only thing left in the yeah, house. Just a broken jar with like yeah. a human hand just sitting on the carpet. Yeah. Like a tiny dead shark. Landlord comes in like, what yeah. is this? Hell man. Like you take care of this. Yeah, so not sure how we got from black-eyed kids to clowns to that, but yeah. we did. Here we are. But now we're back. So another story. Um, one of these ones is kind of a very, very old story Yeah. from 1542. Well, okay, this 21-year-old woman was executed in 1542, um, and she apparently is a ghost. Right. Her name was Catherine Howard. Repe appears regularly at Hampton Court Palace in London. Okay. So she apparently is very childlike despite being 21 and she apparently has black eyes. Hmm. Again, similar with the black eyes mm -hmm. and like the childlike part, not totally the same. Um, supposedly there's a photo of her that somebody took hmm. kind of recently. Um, like this dark-eyed specter peering over the railings. Right. But yeah, hmm. she was executed, now apparently kind of haunts the area, but it's still not really the same. I guess... Just the what, black eyes is like, okay. Yeah, that I guess kind of lends the idea that these black-eyed kids are ghosts. Yeah. Which, which? I mean, we'll get, to, we'll get to our theories at the, at the end of it, but... Yeah. I'm not. I'm not convinced by the ghost aspect to it. No. Mostly because, like ghosts, I in my experience, in my experience, <laughs> in your personal experience, ghosts are very heavily tied to one, one geographic space. Exactly. And it's usually an interior space. They're not able to go outside. Yeah, they're not just floating around. Right. And if they are outside, it's again confined to one area, not like this random house in Camp Lejeune, and then yeah this like parking lot and like it just doesn't don't I, I don't buy the I don't buy the the ghost no. part of it and they're probably not going to see Mortal Kombat right I mean you never know Luca was Luca was sleeping near us and she just did something in her sleep that looked like she was suckling and it was really cute oh makes me wonder if she still has like puppy instincts sometimes bet she does cute. it's adorable right <laughs> so anyways <laughs> <laughs> puppy instincts um, okay, so another, okay, the, probably the best story, yeah. I would say, um, is January 2016. A report appeared on the internet, supposedly from an unnamed woman. It's gotta be true. It's gotta be true. It's on the internet in the 2000s, yeah. and the woman's unnamed. Yeah. So we have no idea who this person is, or why they're telling this story, but it's definitely real. Um, so yeah, this is the one story we were able to find where this person actually let the kids into her house. Oof. Yeah, it didn't end well. Right. Um, so, she claimed to live in Vermont, uh, middle of a blizzard, one evening, a loud knocking at the front door. She's there with her husband. Mm -hmm. She's thinking somebody's been in a car accident. Right. Whatever. So she goes to answer. Um, a quick look out the window revealed footprints in the snow leading to the house, but no sign of a vehicle on the road. So she's unnerved, mm -hmm. wakes up the husband, Banging on the doors, continuing. Um, husband goes to answer the door. Two kids on the doorstep, boy and a girl around eight years old. 
she recalled that they were not really dressed for the weather. Hmm. Um, and that she felt instantly unnerved by their presence. Despite her probable better judgment, she invited the two kids inside. Jeez. Dude. So maybe she didn't have time to figure out right. that they were creepy. She's not really knowing why she feels unnerved. So she's yeah. just like, of course, it's a blizzard. They're kids. They're not dressed for the weather. Yeah. Like, it's who's going like, to be like... Yeah, you can't really fault oh. her for that. Yeah. Um, she brings them into the living room, and she noticed that her cats appear to be afraid of them, with one in particular hissing at them as they passed. Yep. That's... Again, not a good sign, but not necessarily... Right. The worst sign. But, like, one of those things, looking back, you're like... Yep. Uh-oh. Should've known. Should've known. I mean, I definitely feel that way about my dog. Oh, yeah. If she does more than just that first, like, cursory few barks or growls yep. and doesn't warm up to somebody. Mm-hmm. I I have people in my life now that I know that she does not warm up to. Mm-hmm. And I have to wonder why. Right. People that I love. Right. <laughs> not Gray, by the way. Muka loves Gray. Oh, yeah. Not surprising. Most people she loves, but they're, like, my grandfather. Yep. Muka, he visits once a year, mm-hmm. at least, and is usually here for at least a week. Yep. She probably sees him a good... Four or five times yeah. during their trip, every time. Yeah. She still barks at him. Oh, yeah. Like the whole time she's around him. Yeah. It like takes effort to get her to like stop. Right. And even then, like it might be an hour later, he might get up and move around and she'll bark again. Yeah. She just does not warm up to him. It's weird because he's like, like the sweetest old man. Yeah. Like, he just. But know. there's, I'm like, there's something in your past, dude. Yeah. Something she knows about she's you. She's picking up on something. She's picking up on something. But, um, anyways, so she offers to make them a cup of cocoa and. Recalls that whatever she would ask them, the reply was always the same. Quote, our parents will be here soon. Oof. Which is also creepy. Super Again, creepy. Injured cold. Like, yep. they don't know quite enough to, like, respond to the actual questions. They just keep repeating that phrase. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is not dangerous or scary in itself, but it is, it's just weird enough that you're, like, this Unsettled. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just know something's off. Um, she comes into the room with the two cups of cocoa, and as they looked up to at her to take the drink, she noticed that they've got all black eyes. Oof. Oh no. It's too late. Yeah. As she stared at them, they both suddenly asked if they could use the bathroom. She directs them to it. Um, a moment later, her husband's nose began to bleed, and then the power went out. Ugh. Yeah. She's trying to get her husband a tissue, and she noticed both the kids standing at the end of the hall, motionless and staring at her. They suddenly broke the silence and said, our parents are here, before opening the front door and making their way back out into the night. Wow. What the into hell? Into the night. Into the night. Um, even stranger, as she went to close the door, she saw the children getting into a black car as two tall men, both dressed in suits, stood next to it. They, too, entered the vehicle and drove away. Wow. So. Also known as. Men in black. Yep. Black car. Weird kids. Mm-hmm. Not quite human, but human enough. Right. Odd feeling. Yep. All rolling all together. All rolling together. And wow. then, to end this awesome story. Yep. That is totally real. Yep. It's gotta be. In the months following, the woman's husband was diagnosed with an aggressive form of skin cancer. And although she didn't go into specifics, stated that she also began su- suddenly began to suffer from regular nosebleeds and described herself as being in the, quote, worst condition of her life. And she's convinced that their ill health now is connected yeah. to letting those kids in. So, again, harbingers of ill will and yep. personal doom. Or there's some sort of, like, energy connected with these kids that they're exuding. Yeah. Almost like radiation or something. Exactly. Yeah. Like she was, everybody else had very limited interactions. Mm-hmm. They saw them. Right. They ran away. They drove away. They shut mm-hmm. the door or whatever. And they were fine. <coughs> and they were fine. 
but she's the one person. Interesting. Again, the one story I was able to find. I didn't yeah. dive too deep into that Reddit group, but I think there might have been some stories there. But It's also interesting, too, that like the power went out with the arrival. So the power went out, his nose started bleeding, mm. and their quote-unquote parents showed up. All at like the same time. Yeah. So maybe there was some sort of like if if we are to believe that the men in black are able to teleport or mm. whatever, arrive in some extra dimensional way. Yeah. Maybe the arrival of them, you know, coming out of the wormhole or whatever, okay. traveling through time, that arrival is what knocked out the power and exuded enough radiation to cause nosebleeds and skin cancer. Yeah. So it's almost like that makes so much sense. Like the the burst of energy that came from them. Yeah. Which it makes sense too, because these kids are like always needing something from people and they're getting frustrated when they don't get it. Maybe mm-hmm. they need to use the phone or to do whatever, like they need a ride so that they can somehow contact these men in black yeah. or like get somewhere where they can more easily be picked up or whatever. Right. And like, you know, we've talked about the whole interdimensional thing where people might get stuck in a different dimension or find themselves in a different dimension by mm-hmm. accident. And we've talked about the men in black being like, are they coming to corral these people and be like, yep. do you get back right. where you're supposed to be? Like gatekeepers. Yeah. That would make sense that that would be like a huge shift. And mm-hmm. again, these other people never got that far. Right. So the men, in, like maybe the men in black still came, but they weren't in, in the someone's midst of it. house. Yeah. Yeah. So they just didn't get affected by it. Then my question becomes, why do they need to get into someone's house? Or why do they need to be in close proximity to a quote-unquote normal human in order to be picked up? Like, it just seems, it seems strange. Maybe, maybe they leech off the, like, the energy that we have. Like, you know, human body is basically just a pile of meat with electricity running through it. Yeah. So So maybe they, like, you know, like steal our energy in order to like communicate yeah. or there's something yeah they have to like sap something from us to like get their connection stronger or something yeah to like they use us some like kind of battery beacon yeah like in the matrix ah oh, you know what that kind of makes sense though because we were talking about the stories of like the men in black and like injured cold and stuff where yeah. people were saying that they had like had interactions with them where they like kind of at the end of the interaction would seem oh yeah drained and like sick yep like, would need to just leave suddenly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it's almost like it requires a huge amount of energy for them to take this physical form, this physical human form, mm. and maybe they need to leech off of humans. To, yeah. Like, it's almost like um, wireless charging for a cell phone. Yeah. How it, they can kind of, like, draw energy from, like, their environment, and maybe humans are a very good source of that. But I feel like they could also just, like, they would congregate near, like, power lines. Right. Or something, because there's more efficient, yeah. like, we're we're full of a lot of electricity, but there's definitely more efficient sources of electricity out there. Yeah. Maybe so it's maybe some it's... kind of unique, like, bioelectrical thing. Yeah. Or they, they can, the... or, like, they psycho, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not psychologically, but, um, like, we can read someone's mind. Mm. Um. Psycho. Like, kinetic? Psychokinetic? I don't know. But, like, maybe, but still, they, maybe yeah. they can, like, use our mind to contact whatever yeah. as like a an, an, an amplifier for their thoughts or something. Well, they must need some more direct attention because, yeah, you'd think like, why not just go to like the mall yeah. where there's just a bunch of people around. Right, and they but can just they sap energy passively. But yeah. yeah, maybe they need that like face-to-face interaction, eye contact. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the why their eyes shift to all black because they're, yeah. you know, they're, you know, something that's all black 
it's absorbing 100% of the light that's hitting it True. and not reflecting anything back. So maybe they're drawing, every, like when you look at them, they're drawing your life force in and that's why their eyes turn black because it, nothing's being reflected. It's all being drawn in. Yeah. Shit. That's freaky. That's really freaky. I had not thought about that until like just this moment. Yeah. It's the only thing that really makes sense. Yeah. Honestly. So yeah, those are the big, big stories that we found. There's tons more out there. You should go. Yeah troll the internet and see if you, what you can find because yeah. there's some some wild stuff out there like i said check out that subreddit mm-hmm. i think it's just called like but you can just search black eyed kids right on reddit and find it again it seems like it's a genuine just talking about black eyed kids mm-hmm. sharing experiences um but yeah that was most of the stories there was a horror film made like a small horror film um titled in search of black eyed kids later renamed sunshine girl and the hunt for black eyed kids Produced with Kickstarter funding in 2012. Um, Paige McKenzie, Nick Hagen, and Mercedes Rose, I guess, are the creators. They had made some other movies, and this was one of their things, but they were, like, fascinated by this legend. Um, And, yeah, then basically there's, you know, the various theories, which there's some practical theories of, A, the idea of just being primed to see something. Mm -hmm. Kind of a theory for every paranormal thing. Right. You hear about it, especially if this did become a big thing in the 90s and yeah. then has kind of had a resurgence in the early 2010s or whatever yeah. where people are just reading about it and then they're like, oh, yeah, I saw that. Like, even one of the stories I didn't include was because the people telling the story had mentioned they had, like, just been reading about Black Eyed Kids and then, like, yeah. that weekend they saw some and it's like, maybe. Yeah, that maybe seems not. like priming, but... Yeah. And then, of course, the other idea is just that... These are mostly spotted at night mm-hmm. when your pupils are already large. Yeah. And there are certain drugs, yeah. ecstasy and like amphetamines and things, yeah. that can dilate your pupils even further. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at somebody kind of shadowy outside yeah. of your car, under a street light, yeah. maybe it's looking more like their eyes are all black than they really are. And if they're and under the influence, their behavior and what they say is going to be stranger. Exactly. They're acting weird. Saying weird things, maybe they have more of a likelihood to become aggressive mm-hmm. or angry than they would normally. Right. And then could be even a combination of the two. You have this odd encounter and you've heard of these black-eyed kids behaving this way and you're like, oh. Your brain fills in the gaps. Yeah. But maybe it's just some 14-year-old on drugs. Yeah. Don't really know. Yeah. I'm a fan of the interdimensional beings theory. Mm. Um, just seems like it kind of connects all the dots and, you know fits into our grand unified theory of everything. Yeah. Everything is from other dimensions. Everything's from other dimensions. It's all terrifying. Yeah, I liked... I hadn't seen a connection to the Men in Black before that story. Right. I'd be curious to see if there was more of that, because I think it just... It fits in well with the other similar theories about interdimensional beings and just Men in Black being connected with all these different things, which ultimately just makes the Men in Black, like, one of the more universal topics that we've ever done. Right. Because they seem like they've touched a lot of different... Mothman. Yeah. Roswell. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Black-eyed kids. Black-eyed kids. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. That's uh, that's Black-eyed kids. Black-eyed kids. Surprisingly deep topic, considering right. really most of what you find is just people's anecdotal stories. Right. But, again, there's so many out there that... I was saying this reminds me a little bit of the Slenderman yep. phenomenon. Right. In the sense that, like, we really don't know 
the the stories kind of from the past, you know, the one with the ghost in London, right. the dudes in France, like those are all... Almost, but not quite. Yeah, not really. So really the only stories that we have are these ones starting in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really could be that this guy, Brian Bethel, kind right. of started this whole thing. Made it up. And that was the version of that in the mid-90s was not, um, you know, the way that Slenderman was created. But that was just the way that that kind of story started, which can be as simple as somebody just telling a story mm-hmm. with kind of this very recognizable character right. or characters. And people kind of run with it. And it follows the same kind of progression through how you interact with these people, the yeah. sense of dread. It could it could be people making the story up. Yeah. But I feel like when you go when you get out there and you really start to read the vast majority of like reports. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure some of them are made up, but I people are seeing something. Yeah. Whether it's kids on drugs. And it could just be that beings. he was the first person to put a name right. to this thing and describe it. Because like we've been saying, like they're not super dramatic stories. So it's something that if you weren't predisposed to like believing the paranormal, it's something you could very easily just write off. Like, oh, oh I yeah. saw these kids and I thought their eyes turned black and like got freaked out and left and then that was it. Yeah. And like you wouldn't necessarily tell that story to somebody unless you were like us and you're like looking for something. Yeah, I saw some black-eyed kids. Yeah. Yeah, so it definitely is... Yeah, I think that was one of the things I was reading was like, why wouldn't we have heard of these before this point if this was a thing? But it's like, A, how many people really in the scheme of like the population of the world mm-hmm. see paranormal stuff? Not right. very many. That's right. why it's such a niche That's why it's paranormal thing. and not normal. Exactly. Like, it's unusual. So there's not that many people seeing it anyways. And then again, when you add to the fact that this isn't something insane, this isn't an abduction, this isn't right. a huge monster, nobody was hurt or killed right. or attacked. This was just a weird encounter. Right. People are way more likely just to be like, you know what? That probably wasn't what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And to write it off. Right. You can't really explain away seeing like a 10 foot tall hairy creature as much as you can about like, did those kids have black eyes? Right. Like for right. real? That's like very like you could, you could write that off. Like, oh, yeah. I was just mistaken or. Yeah. I was tired or. It was dark out. I was paranoid. Kid was on drugs. Kid was on drugs. I was on drugs. Who knows? Somebody was on drugs. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, cool topic. Cool topic. Yeah. We're, we're back. We're back. We're in it. Yeah, like we said last time, we're kind of going to like every two weeks now. Yep. So. Might be a little bit more sporadic, but. Yeah. Unknowable lives on. It lives on. Yeah. yeah. Again, there's potentially going to be a baby coming pretty soon here. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say potentially. <laughs> my due date's in coming. three days, so he is coming soon. Yes. Whether I want him to or not. Right. So, we don't really know what our schedule will be yeah. at that point. But or, or our next topic, for that matter. Yeah, we have no idea. But just stick around. Yeah. Add us. Tell us what you want to hear about. Yeah. If you have any cool topics, mm-hmm. message us on Instagram, message us on Facebook. Right. Hit us up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This has been... I know. I know. I'm... Love you.